0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. Oh, I'm Lee. <laughs> uh... Are You dying? Sound do, like you're in a hospital bed.
1: We, can we come up with a better title than the Mayfair Theater Podcast?
0: What, what what are we? What else are we supposed
1: to call new, it? Four new toilets for. Uh, we might as well talk this about week's the podcast.
0: All, well, all toilets all the time. Let's not bury the lead. Well, I yeah. was
1: thinking if we keep holding movies over, yeah. we have nothing new to talk about except the four new toilets we bought for the Mayfair washrooms.
0: Yeah, I know. This week we have four films that we... They're we've... like Cadillacs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh... I didn't even
0: know we were... I had to go and I didn't know we were getting them and it was there, like a new throne. I'm like, oh, wow. Sparkling, brand new. Surprise. Hello, Andrew. Let me introduce myself.
1: A <laughs> new men's room washroom toilet. <laughs> Please have a seat. Ah... Uh... <laughs> How long have you been working here, Andrew? (laughs) I'm speaking from the point of view of the toilet. Yeah, we got the uh, expensive, crazy,
0: like Japanese artificial intelligence toilets. Yes, Uh, Yes. And And our old ones, you were saying, you showed me a picture, they've like found a new home, or they're on the run, or They're they're-
1: They're in a pickup truck in Navin, the back of a pickup truck, all the way out in Navin. When Where they go belong. Po- well, it's just a kind of a funny journey these toilets must have been on. I wish they could talk. Yeah. You know, they've probably been here since the 60s. They remember when the original Star Wars film opened and Jaws and when the cinema became a porno theater. <laughs> and now they're in Nava freezing their butts off. And you wonder why Pixar never
0: gets back to you about your pitch. <laughs> I got a great idea, guys.
1: I pitched some Sausage Party like 10 years ago. They didn't go for it. Really? No. <laughs> How did Sausage Party get made? I mean, Seth Rogen stole your idea.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, so as Lee mentioned, so we're going to be chatting about, briefly, about February 3rd to 9th, and then we'll probably talk about some other things, just because and this is unprecedented, I think, in, in the history of our Mayfair, mm. is that we have four holdovers this week, uh, including Manchester by the Sea, which went away and then came back. It won't we'll, we'll go away. <laughs> it's, it's it's in its sixth week now, and then Lion is in its fifth week, and Neruda and Jackie in their second
1: weeks. I feel bad for our regulars, who'd like to come see new movies every week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe just be patient until the Oscars go away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll get back to our regular scheduled program. Yeah. Well, in they the can... meantime, enjoy our new toilet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and this week they can enjoy uh, one new film, one Ottawa premiere, which is Kung Fu Yoga from Oscar winner Jackie Chan.
1: Yes, I'm I, excited for this one.
0: I'm going to say that every time now. Oscar and winner director yes, Stanley, Stanley Tong. Tong.
1: Stanley Tong's made the greatest film ever made. According to the Quentin Tarantino at a director's round table, it was asked if you could put one film in a vault that would stand the test of time and humans 2,000 years from now can look back and find out what cinema was about. Every filmmaker at The Ram Tabor said 2001 A Space Odyssey. Quentin Tarantino said Stanley tongues uh, Police Story 3, <laughs> Supercop. <laughs> He's being it... difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a strong picture. Stanley tongue did Rumble in the Bronx, yeah. uh, Super Cop, and First Strike, and The Myth. But those three Jackie Chan films, the first three I mentioned, are stellar films and um, it's exciting to see a new film from Stanley Tongue, Not only starring, directed by Stanley Tongue, but starring Jackie Chan. Yeah. The distributor uh, emailed me on Monday saying it's it, the Cineplex is all pissed off <laughs> that they're not showing it. We are. Uh, they're expecting big numbers because it's a Chinese co-production with India. Yeah. And so we'll oh, get all yeah. the, the Chinese, uh, the Chinese audience out, and uh, some uh, Bollywood audiences are, um, you know. And Indian we did families that too. Very young into
0: the new year. This is a 2017 film, which is which is might be the quickest we've ever gotten yes, a 2017 yes, film.
1: I never thought of that. I don't know if I've seen the the number. Usually at the end of the movie, I always notice copyrighted 2017. when it's right. The first time I see a movie from the new year, I don't know if I've seen that yet.
0: Yeah. Well, even somebody uh, sent me a very nice email, sucking up to us and saying we're the greatest and all this stuff, and was asking about a movie that was playing at Sundance, and I just replied that that uh, it doesn't have distribution yet, and sometimes that could take as much as a year, if at all, sadly. like yeah. some, Sometimes even if a movie is at Sundance or a big festival like that, it could get lost in the shuffle. And so I said, stay tuned and just be confident that if you've heard about it, we've heard about it. Yeah. And But it was, I think, uh, Krisha we just screened, and that was actually a 2015 film, so that took that long, yeah. like a, a year, to hit our screen. It was worth the wait. Yeah. Did you see it? I missed it, I missed yeah. that one, yeah
1: was good. It is good. It still exists.
0: (laughs) Stanley Tong, what's his uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme resume? He did a couple Jean Claude Van Damme's, didn't he?
1: No, no, Stanley Tung has not. Oh, he, did. I he did? He, the, the, he did. Okay, money. his Mr. Magoo <laughs> is the closest he gets ah, to. After sure. the, the success of Rumble of the Bronx, and Rumble of the Bronx was a huge success. Right. Before it came out in North America, the biggest films in America at the time were Forrest Gump and Lion King. Yeah. But overseas, Rumble of the Bronx was a bigger picture. That's amazing. Yeah, so after when Rumble of the Bronx came out, and he, at that point, I'd already finished and released First Strike in the cinemas in Hong Kong, they gave him Mr. Magoo, and when he brought to Mr. Magoo is a piece of turd, right? but it's got a really good ski sequence, Okay. and First Strike has a stellar ski se- It's not as good as the First Strike ski sequence, but I remember being really excited to see Mr. Magoo, I sat at the Reno center, ah. because it was Stanley <laughs> Tongue, and they were skiing, and I was all really excited, but it's, 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 a, it's a chore, that film. Yeah. But he, he kind of was touted as a, um, early in his career, he was, he, he was compared to Sam Raimi, because he made this little film called The Stone Age Warriors. Uh, and I don't think the Stone Age Warriors has ever been released on DVD or VHS, but I do have a laserdisc of it and it's his first film and it's this ultra small budget movie made in the jungles of Hong Kong or China. And uh, it's a really fun little film and it stars the star of the film is the guy who played Ricky and Ricky O, oh, the story oh, of Ricky. Oh, that's a crazy that's kinda of like a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, yeah. So he was yeah. compared to that and then Jackie Chan <clears throat> snatched him out of that. Uh, out of that comparison a little bit by you know giving him first strike. And it's not on DVD or anything? Not first strike, Super Cop. I I don't know if Stone Warriors is on DVD. I've never seen it like a proper release. Probably pirated or copied yeah. from the laserdisc. But the laserdisc is the only official release I've seen of that film. It should come out now because Stanley Tongue's a name. He means something. Yeah. I Remember that he did a sequel to Supercop called Once a Cop. Uh, oh, was that Super Cop Two? Super Two. Uh, yeah, and it's and Michelle Yao's the lead. And, yeah. and Jackie Chan oh, plays yeah. a, an undercover cop. He shows up in one scene. He's dressed. He's in a dress. Yeah. In a, in a jewelry heist scene, and he keeps his gun in. Gun in his pantyhose uh, and he bends over to get it out and there's a shot of Jackie Chan's ass in close up wearing <laughs> pantyhose and he pulls his pistol out of his Crack. Yeah, Stanley Tongue Stanley is fantastic. You know, the myth isn't a great film. I saw it at the Toronto Film Festival, and Jackie Chan and Stanley Tongue were sitting right behind me. Oh. And uh, it's not great, but it's got one really amazing action scene, one of Jackie Chan's best, in a rat glue factory. They're making, like, rat glue. There's cans that say rat glue, yeah. and there's a conveyor belt, and they have all the glue laid out in the conveyor belt. There's a fight scene happening with these two women and Jackie, and, and they get keep getting stuck to the conveyor belt, and they, can't, they have to take their shoes off and their socks off. They keep moving. It's really well choreographed. I'm hoping for a stellar action scene in this film. Yeah. Well, I understand it's mostly just comedy and dancing and the, the action's very, uh, minimal. And, a, and he's uh, with a tiger in a car. A lion. A lion. Or a lion. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, every time I see the trailer for Lion on CNN or think about the movie playing here, I always think of yeah. uh, Kung Fu Yoga. <laughs> it probably makes more sense that that one's called, called Lion than, uh, or, or they could switch titles. Lion should be called Kung Fu Yoga <laughs> and uh, Kung Fu Yoga should be called Lion. I lived in Vancouver
0: when they were shooting oh, cool. Rumble the Bronx, and I was at school, and I happened to look out the window, and there, it was a, it was um, evening at school, I was there late, and a big light, and you look outside and there was one of those giant lights, wow. like doing like a day for night shot, or night for day wow. shot, whatever you call it. And, and there was the crew, there was everybody. Wow. And so I got to watch it for a little bit, and then cut to whatever, a year later when it actually comes out, and it got, like often movies do when they film in Toronto or Vancouver, the thing's called Rumble in the Bronx, and yeah. there's numerous scenes of the the, 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 the mountains of New York yes, yeah. in the background. Yeah. Especially and, at the end when they're
1: on the golf course, you can yeah. really see that that's not New York City. I, you know, have you ever seen the uh, Hong Kong release? Like, I was just gonna say because
0: I remember all this controversy with movie nerds because the um, the Weinstein's, despite being such. Sineas yeah. were getting in trouble because they—they they were, were from Quentin. I remember specifically because they were taking whatever an hour and forty-five-minute movie and cutting it down to like yeah. 90 minutes.
1: They took a 20, 20 minutes to a half hour out of Rumble in the
0: Bronx. So I don't know if I oh, have. I haven't, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that and
1: then And that, that's on VHS. I have a VHS dub of it. But I'd love to see a proper re- Blu-ray release. A Criterion should. Yeah. I'd love to see them do the Chinese cut versus the American cut. Yeah. The worst wasn't Rumble in the Bronx. The worst was First Strike. They didn't cut that much footage out, but they did cut action sequences out. They, yeah. they cut in, in, in uh, you know when he's fighting underwater at the end of the Movie, there's a shark swimming around. This is directed by Stanley Tung. And Jackie Chan's fighting, and the sharks, in the Hong Kong release, the sharks are eating people. And they're swimming around, they've got like legs sticking at it, and they're real sharks. And they yeah. somehow put, put like Uh-oh. dummy legs in their mouth. It's really, it's really cool, but how could you cut, if you're gonna cut anything of a Jackie Chan, cut out a plot point. Don't cut out the action scenes. Yeah. That's what everyone's cut there Cut out for. a goofy dialogue scene. Yeah, so yeah, they, they were bastards. And they released uh, uh, Armor of God and Operation Condor backwards. Right. Um, and, you know, Armor of God's part one, Operation Condor's part two. But in, Nor- in Mer- North America, Ar- Operation Condor came out, and then Operation Condor 2, <laughs> Armor of God Kind of
0: like what Canon did with the mission, Missing in Action films. Yeah. Mis- missing in Action 1 is really part two, I think. Yeah. And it's part so two weird. part one. I
1: like part two more. <laughs> the real, the, the Canon release. Of part <laughs> it.
0: Especially then it was like, you know, not like, you hear about movies being chopped off back when movies were on TV more often, mm-hmm. like regular TV. And they would take Lethal Weapon and cut it all up to fit it into like an 80-minute slot or whatever. Yeah. But do you think that Miramax, which has this reputation, were cutting down these films, and then that people like on their payroll, like Quentin Tarantino, were like, "What are you guys doing?"
1: I think maybe they thought because *Rumble in the Bronx* is an interesting movie because at times it feels like *The Room*. Right. Yeah. It's as bad as *The Room*, but it's when it comes to the action sequence, it's better than any American action movie yeah. made, you know, in 15 years at least around that time. And so they're good and bad at the same time. And I think maybe they thought to themselves, let's cut out some of the stupid. Yeah. Let's make it less inept. <laughs> yeah. But people love Rumble Bronx for how inept it is. You know, Uncle Uncle Willie? Uncle No, Uncle... Uh, Chan? What's uh, it? Uh, Uncle Bill. Uncle Bill. He A lot of his scenes got cut out. And the two bumbling cops. There's that guy, you know, there's the, the cop with the cigar in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And uh, they cut a lot of their stuff out. And they're yeah. the best, they're the funniest parts of that movie. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see a a Hong Kong release, a proper HD Hong Kong release, Rome of the Bronx, and a proper HD release of First Strike, because again, the Hong Kong release was only released in VHS and Laserdisc. I do have a European DVD of First Strike, which is the long version, but it's standard definition. Gross. Ah, (laughs) uh, Boring. You know, Jackie Chan's got his Oscar now. Some people should get behind this and, and release proper versions.
0: Yeah, I remember that era. If I remember correctly, it was right around then when Jackie Chan... It was a couple years before um, Rush Hour and stuff like that. Quentin Tarantino instigated Jackie Chan getting like a Lifetime Achievement yes. Award at the MTV Awards. He
1: introduced the world. No, he introduced was, North America Jackie Chan.
0: And that was like 25 years ago. So it's so funny that now he got a Lifetime Achievement awards from the Oscars. Yeah. So 25 years ago, before any of his big American push. Yeah. And I remember watching the, that demo reel or that highlight reel... Uh, that they screened at, at the yeah. MTV Awards. And it was just staggering. Yeah. And you could tell there was people in the crowd who had never heard of Jackie before. Yeah, yeah. And just watching these crazy stunts and all of his like, outtakes and everything. And then when he walked out, I think he barely spoke English. Now he
1: can... Yeah, now, now he's, he's doing animation. Yeah, Now yeah. he's in the Kung Fu Panda movies. Yeah. Which is hilarious. They, they took his voice out of movies when they released it in North America for years. Now they're putting his yeah, voice yeah. into movies. Well,
0: we screened an animated movie called Storks Over the Holidays, which had a short... Lego uh, cartoon in front of it. That's gonna be, I think, the next feature after Batman Lego. Oh wow! And it's 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 the brand of Lego that's these little like ninja guys. Oh, Lego Ninjago. And Jackie Chan was in it, so I think he's gonna be the lead voice in that movie. Yes. Which is this weird chain of events of like animation based on Lego that's actually really good. Yeah. And but yeah, so I think he'll be that. That'll probably be on our screen in like two years or whenever that comes out. But
1: yeah, I remember when when Quentin Tarantino came out. And basically, you know, the whole world, the biggest star in the world in movies was Jackie Chan. But in North America, no one knew who he was. Oh, yeah. So Jackie Chan basically reintroduced North America to Jackie Chan. And then a few years later, he makes Kill Bill and casts Lucy Liu. And apparently he had no idea who to cast an Asian American into that role. And he was asking all his friends, who should I cast? And someone said, oh, why not Lucy Liu? And he never heard of her. I heard the story. And, wow. and, and and he had he had to go see Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon, to, to find out who she was. I'm like, Jackie, uh, Quentin, yeah. you have to go, <laughs> someone has to go tell you to go see a Jackie Chan movie? Shouldn't you be the first online? That's funny. You know, that weird. I guess maybe Quentin's thinking to himself, he's not cool anymore because he's making American movies. That, uh, that's somebody who I,
0: I'm surprised hasn't popped up in a Quentin Tarantino movie yet is Jackie Chan.
1: Well, Jackie is busy. Yeah, he's a bit. You know, he 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 is yet to be in Expendables. You know, still right. keeps asking and desperately wants to be a part of it. I, Jackie Chan seems like a busy dude. You look yeah. at his resume,
0: and it's stuff that that we may have never heard of as a general North American audience. And even somebody recently said to me, "He's like, where'd Jackie Chan go?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's not here." But look at IMDb; he's right. doing like four pictures a year yeah. over there still. I think yeah. he just went home because it was
1: he could do more what he wants. Well, he got embraced by the mainland China. He, yeah, you know for three decades he made movies in Hong Kong, Yeah. then he went to Hollywood, and while he was in Hollywood, a lot of Amer- uh, Hong Kong filmmakers and stars fled to Hollywood because of the handover. When the UK handed Hong Kong back over to the Chinese, you know, the, the, you know, the people living in Hong Kong thought the tanks were going to roll in. So you know, Choi Hark, John Wu, Ringo Lam, Jackie Chan, and now they've gone back. And, and mainland China has embraced a lot of them, but Jackie Chan more than anyone. Jackie Chan is now just making Chinese movies; they're yeah. not Hong Kong movies anymore. And a lot of his fans don't like that. Right. A lot of his fans, you know, think he's, you know, he's sucking up to the Chinese government. Yeah. When he shouldn't be. But I'm still just trying to enjoy a Jackie Chan. movie oh, yeah. Without thinking about all the politics. Well, I came to see Railroad Taggers on opening night.
0: It was, the crowd loved it. It was a yeah. great like. So, like, watching some movies, watching any movie at home isn't as good as watching it here. I'm not just saying that because I'm yeah. financially involved. Well, it, the communal
1: aspect, most of all. Yeah. And when you're in a theater with everyone loving a movie, yeah. it's really fun. And even, like,
0: my wife, Gwen, who's not, hasn't seen a ton of Jackie Chan, was laughing her head off. And yeah. I was like, okay, I well, her. I was like, now <laughs> we got to watch some, like, old-school Jackie Chan, where he's, like, jumping out of helicopters and buildings yeah. and stuff, because she hasn't really seen much of that. Yeah. And so even, even old Jackie is still very entertaining. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that we've, what, it, what would this be, like our third or fourth Jackie Ottawa premiere? Well, like, in, in a month or a second in one. In a month or second, yeah. <laughs> and if we can keep doing that, like, and I, I tell people, like, over and over again, it's like, oh, if you, you like a screening these movies, then come see these movies. I think Police Story Lockdown was the
1: first one. Yeah, I was that it? Yeah. Yeah. You just made me think about this other Stanley Tung movie. Oh, yeah. Which I love, China Strike Force. Okay. That stars... Oh, is that Coolio? It stars Coolio. Ah. Coolio Mark Dacascas. And it's, when you were talking about jumping out of helicopters and jumping out of, uh, it's Stanley Tung's best film without Jackie Chan and with Coolio. It's Coolio's (laughs) best, better than Dangerous Minds. And it was a film made in Hong Kong. And the stunts in that movie, you know, uh, your wife should see this. It's stellar. Again, only a DVD release. It did get an American release because Coolio was in it. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's a weird that's, sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but Stanley Tongue's China Strike Force, again, you know, it, no, it's great. Yeah. it ha- You remember, Driven came out at the same time, and Stallone's race car movie. Yeah. And there's a, the Formula One racers driving in the streets of New York or Chicago, wherever they were. But China Strike Force does that 10 times better, maybe 100 times better. It's a great sequence. Yeah. It's, it's got great car chases, and kung fu, and stunts. My God, it's magnificent. So,
0: yeah, so everyone come check out Kung Fu. Yoga and or Lion. Whatever. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a lion in it. And the other, other Lion movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and but yeah. So let, let's chat about briefly. We have three Oscar nominees coming back in another acclaimed film. So uh, this week we also have Manchester by the Sea, Lion, and Jackie. I've seen Lion and Manchester by the Sea, both really good. Jackie, I'm coming to see tonight. I don't know how big his role is, but the the late great John John Hurt. John Hurt Irving, he's
1: in it quite a bit. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I I thought Jackie was great, uh, liked it a lot more than Robert Fontaine did, but I was also obsessed you know, when I was in grade 11, because of my homeroom teacher, I was obsessed with the JFK assassination oh, yeah. and that whole thing. And he would always point out the details of how, you know, she was during the procession, uh, how his, his son was when he got yeah. to the, the to to the, the gravesite. Yeah, and I just I loved the look of the film. It was shot, shot on 16 millimeter. A friend of mine went to see it at, uh, at an AMC theater. Right. And said it looked lousy. And he said, it like, it must have been shot on VHS. Ah. And I'm like, no, 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 shot on super. It's uh, 16 millimeter, if not Super 16. Right. At the end of the movie, it's got a nice Kodak film logo. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it, I thought it looked great here. Yeah. It's got a nice, you know, it looks like the 60s. I think the only thing digital video can't do is capture an older era. Well.
0: Yeah, right, so, true. You know?
1: But Super 16 makes it, shooting it, it looked like the 60s. And, mm. and Natalie Portman is terrific in the film. I, yeah, it's, it's it, you're just in her side of her head for the whole movie, and it, it, it really worked. I, th- I thought it was uh, really fun. My mother came to see it. And she jumped a few times. Oh, yeah? Uh, there's a scene. But there's a there's a gunshot goes off when you're not expecting it. Yeah. You don't see the gun. You're not on the grassy knoll. Right. And someone's telling a story about uh, the bullet, and you hear the gun. And my mom just, hands are in the air, and her popcorn, she was still holding a popcorn, it was raining down her <laughs> And I was, I was laughing at a point in the movie I wasn't supposed to be laughing. Yeah, I really liked it. And... Um, yeah, I, I haven't not seen Neruda yet. I've um, seen Neruda. Yeah, yeah. And that, same that's, director. Yeah, yeah,
0: an interesting bit of trivia that we talked about last time of this real rarity of its two premieres, two brand new films from the same director at the exact same time. One's an international film. One's an American film.
1: Well, well yeah, but there's Chilean money behind the Jackie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's shot in the United States, but it's yeah. Chilean too. Yeah, yeah crazy. And, and just probably we, a Chilean crew, I guess too. Well, they're not allowed in the country. Yeah, (laughs) Donald Trump won't have that. Yeah, that's true. No one's allowed in the country (laughs) over the wall. No, uh, um, Neruda was supposed to be nominated for an Oscar.
0: Yeah, it it missed out. Yeah, it was one of the ones. Like we, we almost had four Oscar nominees. It did like a ton of other awards. If You look it up on IMDb. There's like, it's won like 35 awards and nominated
1: for 60 other ones. I guess you could say Kung Fu Yoga's an Oscar. Yep. He like, has Oscar caliber. <laughs> you can you know? always do that. Every time now. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Well, I guess Jackie, we'll see Jackie Chan get his Oscar at the Oscars this February. And but It's um, coming up soon now. Yeah. Probably three weeks? Three and a half weeks? Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, because they, yeah, they announced the awards whenever, a, a week ago or so, or the nominees. I, I don't think there was a ton of surprises, really. A few things left out, maybe, but that happens all, every year. Like, I know one movie that's circling that we want to get our hands on was The Founder, and that didn't get any nominations. Right. Uh, I think they screwed up that release though. Like they could they have They kept pushing it back. Yeah, and everyone—it's yeah. not like poorly reviewed or anything. Everyone seems to like it. But yeah, like stuff that like Arrival we screened recently, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, Moonlight, and then stuff we have right now, Jackie I don't Ryan, Manchester.
1: It, I don't think we've shown any of the films nominated for Razzies this year. Yeah, what's up for oh, Razzies? Are those out? Yeah, yeah the Razzies—it's—it's it's, it's very Batman versus Superman. Oh, that's, Superman yeah, versus yeah, Batman. Triple whatever. X. No, no, that's that, a 2017 oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's very Ben Affleck this year. Yeah. Is, Speaking he of deserves, which, he deserves. He really deserves this. Yeah. Um, that Lego <laughs> Batman
0: movie seems like they're really spoofing hard on Batman versus well, Superman. As, as a giant Batman nerd, I think it's in in my wildest nerd dreams. I would never have thought if I could go back to 10 year old me and be like, there's gonna be a live action Batman Superman movie. <laughs> you're not gonna care at all. But then there's going to be this Lego animated movie that you're going to be dying to see (laughs) with a Batman spoof. Like It's such a weird turn that the Batman property is taking right now where DC Comics or Warner Brothers seems to be making a lot of money but dropping the ball on their live action stuff. But still doing really well on their TV and animated stuff.
1: You can all point to Zack oh, Snyder. Oh, Zack Snyder. He's the Donald Trump of Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Well, we we screened Superman the movie for a kids' club a couple days ago. And like always, it wasn't gangbusters, but it did okay. I'm, I'm always just like fingers crossed that more people come in, but it did okay. I, I, I stood in the back and watched kind of the Chris Reeve Superman montage intro part where he catches Lois, you've got me, who's got you, and he catches yeah. the bank robber when the uh, the kind of pimp guy says his costume looks cool. And just that whatever, like that 10 minutes or however, maybe it's longer, 15 minutes. And it kind of concludes, if I remember correctly, with him standing on a boat that some robbers had yeah, taken. Yeah, and, and Superman the movie, and I've talked about it at length with my friends, how it's a flawed movie. Christopher Reeve is so great in it. And just watching that, you just have this feeling that Zack Snyder has never, like, read a comic book
1: or seen a Superman movie or... Yeah, I wonder how, if Superman Returns came out now, people would probably love it. They hated it then, but they'd love it now after the way the tide has turned on Superman. Uh, The
0: tide in the bowl, that is. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, I hope that... My son's excited for the Lego movie.
0: Yeah, it looks funny. And we'll get that eventually. Like we got the original. I don't know how I missed spoilers on this, but when we got the Lego Movie uh, with like Chris Pratt, whenever that was, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I saw it here. Walking into it, I was a little hesitant. I was just like, "Oh, this is just an ad for toys, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's, it's going to be like watching one of those like He-Man or or um, Go GI Bots. Joe movies, GoBots back in the day." And it just blew me away. It's and, so good. And now I just trust in Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Like, anything they do. they shooting do,
1: Star Wars right now. Right now, right now. Yeah.
0: Did you see their funny little tweet? Yeah. Red ha- cup. Han first shot?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it says Star Wars red cup on the, on the yeah. clapper. What was it? was it, Han? What did you oh, say? The,
0: the, the director, the co-director, yeah. Chris Miller, he tweeted a picture of himself holding the board, the yeah. clapboard, and he just put three three words, you put Han first shot, yeah, and so yeah. Han shot first. Yeah, But I just, like, yeah, anything else, if they were like, oh, a young Han solo movie, but I'm like, oh, those guys are doing it, yeah. and I kind of trust in them yeah. now. And they have this weird career of, they did this really great, like, nighttime animated series called Clone High that lasted, like, 12 episodes on YTV. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then they had a kind of a gap in their career, and then they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, mm-hmm. another movie which I just saw, and then it was like, oh, that's great. And then they jumped into like live action with 21 Jump Street yeah. and then went back to Lego Movie. So there's this like an animation team who stumbled into live action mm-hmm. and are now doing a Han Solo movie. And they seem funny because they seem just as at awe as anybody where they're like, yeah, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't yeah. be doing this.
1: My son and I have tickets. I think I told you, Andrew. Yeah. My son and I have tickets to go to the Star Wars Celebration. Uh, oh man. Over Easter. Where's that? In Orlando. Okay, yeah. Um, we're going because my wife, He's taking my daughter to New York City to play soccer in March. Oh, okay. Max is a little jealous, and I said, I know how to get over Max feeling jealous. Why don't we just go to Orlando, just me and him? Yeah. So we got cheap airline tickets, and we're going down, and we got a place to stay, and yeah, it's gonna be exciting. My wife's like, you sure your 11-year-old son wants to stand in lineups that long? I'm like, don't you remember when the episode, the celebration when episode seven was at, J.G. Abrams came out and gave slices of pizza to everyone in line. Maybe Ryan Johnson will get bring out ice cream yeah. because he some ice cream. <laughs> I don't know, We're pretty excited for it. I wonder if they'll have
0: any more updates about like Star Wars World. Star cause, like Oh, probably. I mean, they seem I'm pretty an... secretive about like saying it's coming in 2021. Like they haven't set a date I imagine yet. Imagine
1: it'll be the world premiere of the Episode 8 trailer. I yeah. Imagine Rebel Season 4 will be premiered because by that point season 3 will climax. Yeah. Uh, maybe some a first image of the new Young Han. Yeah. And something about Star Wars World.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we chatted about everything we had. Like we said, it's a lot of, of returns this week, which is fascinating. We'll see how long that keeps going.
1: We have new toilets. New toilets. They're comfortable.
0: Yeah, uh, we do have. I know. I know one booking that we just made is going to be a movie called Race for Your Life, oh, Charlie Brown, yeah. Love uh, it. which Lee saw double build with Star Wars.
1: 1977. My mother took me to see the drive-in, and we watched Race, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, and Star Wars. On the big, yeah, I mean, I loved it when I saw it. I don't think I've seen it all the way through since, yeah, but it'd be great to see it here in DCP, it'll be 2K, yeah, like it'll be.
0: I'm hoping people because a lot of people, a lot of kids have a new knowledge of Charlie Brown because of the the, the Paul Feig movie, right? So, I'm hoping maybe they come out to check it out. It's a, it's, I love seeing 2D animation on the big screen, it's so rare nowadays. And so, yeah, I hope people come out to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. The um, And it's 40 years old. It's, it's by, just that's happenstance that yep. kind of picked it out, but yep. it's 40th anniversary. Yep.
1: Star Wars and, the, and Charlie Brown, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of, Lee sent a, a, a list of DCP movies and I was kind of looking through it, trying to find some But Well, we've shown stuff. it before that we showed. We showed a, a shitty we print. Sh- we showed a print of it like yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I think like six or seven years ago. It was yeah. quite a while mm, ago, I yeah. think.
1: That's right. I, I think I missed that though. So, yeah, I, I'm going to come see it again.
0: But I do remember, yeah, like it was, the, the poor thing was falling apart when oh, like yeah. it was on its, 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 it's last legs. It's like our legs. print of
1: meatballs we got. We couldn't even show <laughs> It was unplayable. Yeah. yeah. It's still downstairs in the <laughs> cellar. It stinks. Yeah. was like vinegar, toxic vinegar. Yeah, it's so, cr- it's yeah. It's like we got Donald Trump's toupee in a box in yeah. the basement. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: was something we, we got back in our more 35-millimeter days, and just I remember open up the box and just vinegar. Yeah. And just be like, uh-oh, good news, bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. uh, But yeah, so stay tuned to our website. We'll probably have more news soon. People are always asking, are we getting La La Land? Are we getting Moonlight back? Stay tuned to our website, because we don't keep secrets, and we get the news out as soon as we can. And unfortunately, the answer is always, often, I don't know.
1: I imagine La La Land will be available the day after the Oscars. Probably, yeah. I imagine they'll they'll keep it that long. And then sometimes we, in past years we've
0: lucked out. I seem to recall we had Birdman at the exact same time as the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like this year we've gotten a whole bunch of stuff.
1: I'd love to see Rogue One here during March break. Hopefully that'll work out. It's the gut today release date to of April 4th on Blu-ray. Okay. So they can't say no to us. And uh, we, had, we had a great crowd for Force oh, yeah. Awakens last year. Yeah. So Rogue One will be fun to see here in 2D. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we had, like, last time I won passes to go see a movie, it was 3D. And, oh, I just don't yeah. like it. I just don't, like, yeah. it seems like everyone's being tricked. Like, it yeah, doesn't I, I work 100%. I thought 100%. Rogue One
1: was much better in 2D. Like, yeah. I, I, was, I've only seen it in
0: 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it just, it seems like the the technology is at about, like, 70%. Like, there seems to be a blur to me sometimes. Well, I, like, think,
1: I think when you're shooting, you know, most 3D movies are shot in 2D. Yeah. And... Um, and when you get someone like who, um, who directed the Rogue One? Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. You get someone like who's the cam- he's the cam- he's, he's his own camera operator. Oh. And he, he's got a lot lot of rack focusing going on in the movie. And if you're making a 3D movie, you're not supposed to rack focus, right? Because it can't handle that. You can't change the depth of perfe- perception within a 3D. The, you know, with, with the glasses on. So I found a lot of times watching Rogue One in 3D, there was a strain in my eyes. Yeah. And I remember specifically where it happened. So when I watched it in 3D. Sorry, two D. Yeah, and I noticed them racking focus. I'm like, Yeah, that's why because the rack focus, you know, with the three D glasses on just makes your brain want to go the other way. Right. Um, yeah. So you know, rarely is anything shot in three D. I think the only three, the real three D release recently was Billy Lynn's long, oh. homecoming, <coughs> starring Jordan. Dim Weasel and Steve Martin and Chris Tucker. And shot at one hundred twenty frames a second that no one went to see and barely got a release. Came and went, yeah. Yeah, Ang Lee of all people. That was shot in three D, but now most people are going to enjoy it on Netflix or whatever it's going to be. But yeah, three Ds. It's just a way of making more money at the box office. Less people are seeing movies. They, you know, two thousand and sixteen was this record-breaking year, not because more people went to see movies, because they keep figuring out new ways to charge more money at the box office. Yeah. Calling it three D or IMAX when it's not neither three D or IMAX.
0: Yeah. Or large, large format theaters.
1: Now it's now it's large format theaters, ultra screens, uh, VIP. And now reclining seats—they have reclining seats, and they—you buy reclining seat, extra money for reclining seat at the cinemas, and it's all just crap bullets. It yeah. like, doesn't add anything to the movie-going experience, you know. Yes. And it, it brings the comforts of home in the cinema. Why do you want to, the comforts of home when you go out? Stay yeah. home then.
0: Yeah. If you give me an extra five bucks, I'll, I'll come to your seat at the Mayfair and just shake it. Yes. yes. Maybe, maybe like throw some water on you during yes. like a water scene or something. Feel, like what's that.
1: that in Kentucky Fried? <laughs> feel around. Yeah, feel around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that's, I, we were chatting about... Uh, one of the movies on the on the, the a long list of DCP movies is uh, The Tingler, the, the Vincent Price oh. movie's on there. Oh, really? And Matthew and I have joked about that, of trying to figure out how to... Uh, Matthew, our old projectionist, set up the theater with, like, joy buzzers, because yeah. that was the gimmick back in the day yeah. where The Tingler would come on screen, and, like, there'd be... I guess the projectionist would have, like, a button to, like, electrocute people. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. But <laughs> it'd be quite the undertaking to try to figure out how to, like threw skeletons at you and had 4D and yeah. ambulances outside the theater and stuff like that. But And
1: they didn't charge you extra money for that. No,
0: that was just there, yeah. <laughs> you got to be electrocuted at no extra cost <laughs> for your entertainment dollar. Yeah, wonderful. Cool. Okay, so I guess we'll wrap it up for this week. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. My tradition of doing it tonight is go there, play a couple of video games, and then come here for the 9 o'clock show, uh, which I'm coming to see Jackie tonight. Do Jackie, the pinball. Jackie <laughs> Yeah, the Jackie pinball <laughs> <gonna> machine.
1: Celebrate <laughs> the, the memory of Jackie. Of yeah. By playing Pac-Man. Or by trying to get
0: like my Dig Dug high score. That's how she would have wanted it. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned to our website. Uh, we'll have more news soon, all the Oscar news as soon as we can get it. And come see these movies you have this week, because maybe this will be
1: the last week for all of them, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. We'll there not... are so many good movies that got to fit in here, like 20th Century Women. Uh, Which is excellent. And uh, Julio, Julio? Julio? Julio, Julio, Julio. Julio? julieta Yes. Julieta. Yes. La La Land. Oh, yeah. Hidden Figures or Hidden, Treasures? Hidden Figures. I don't like the title of that movie. It doesn't stick with me. Yeah. And Tony tr- Erdman. And Triple X. And, tri- triple, and X. triple X. And Triple Yeah. That'll never be in our marquee. I don't think we even have three X's for the marquee. That's why we can't get it. That's why we're not going to show. Not since the 70s. <laughs>
0: Vin Diesel's been calling. Why don't you show up? We don't have enough X's. We're sorry. sorry.
1: Okay, can you, show <laughs> can you show Billy Lynn's long walk home? No. Nope. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Stay don't. away from the movie camera, especially when it's rolling. <laughs> two, two weeks in
0: a row now, Vin's just at home with a single tear. <laughs> listening to the podcast. I got a tattooed on. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you at the Mayfair soon. Done.
1: Do you think uh, Speed Racer would make a good uh... Max and I watched it two day, uh, over the weekend. Speed Racer yeah. again, a kids thing, kids club. And it's so good, and it's like it's aged really well. I mean, it's not even that old. But oh, I, I
0: hate Speed well, Racer. But my, one of my about? best friends, it's just like. We would just see it, yeah. And no kidding, it was like the end of the perfect thing where I was like. I pretended to type in a typewriter and it went like, dear Wachowskis, please stop making movies. And then he looked at me and he was like, I got goosebumps. And I thought he was being facetious, but he wasn't. So it shows you how two best friends can still have the complete opposite taste in film. Yeah,
1: I even thought I was gonna hate it. Because I hated the Matrix sequels, but I think it's the second best film.